fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into the program. It is the final day of the week. You made it, my friends. Pat yourself on the back. You scream, I scream, we all scream for ice cream. It is the last day of the work week on a Friday. If you work the weekend, then I feel horrible for you. But don't worry. I'll be right in your same boat with you as well. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Welcome in. It is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. It is a Friday, which means we're going to have some fun, try and talk about some offbeat issues today. For example... I am kind of excited about our guest today, and bear with me. Obviously, it's been a talking point for the last few weeks with the whole balloon thing from the federal government. Now, I'm not talking about the federal government using an F-15. F Is that what they use? F-15? F-18? Whatever the fighter jet is nowadays. For them to go and blow down and shoot down a kid's uh, drone balloon that's up in the sky or shooting down the NOAA weather balloon that was being used in the private sector. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about legitimate balloons that we have no clue what they are. Coming up on the program today, Chris Bledsoe. Now, this case is still under study at the highest levels, under investigation, under classified documents from the CIA, NASA, and other university professors across the nation as he has a fascinating book about his personal life story where back in what was this 2007 during the financial crisis ended up uh, suffering from a chronic illness lost his business had some issues and at that time yes we're gonna go there today was abducted by aliens for four hours and came back with his chronic illness completely healed say what uh, yeah i'm telling you so we're going to have him on the program. He has his book now called UFO of God, the extraordinary true story of Chris Bledsoe. We'll have him on coming up at the bottom of the hour to wrap up the week for you because I think that will be insanely awesome and we'll have some fun with that. To get into big stories today, we have a lot to get to, obviously, for a Friday. What's trending today? First off, number one, I got to ask you the question, what's the definition of insanity? Does anybody know? Show of hands, anybody know the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? Well, according to the Federal Reserve, that's exactly what we're doing, is they say the Federal Reserve still has not been able to tame inflation as inflation was up 0.6% for the month of January, higher than expected as it continues to grow even after what one or two or three or, or four, maybe maybe five, five now, maybe five of the interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve to battle that inflation, and it continues to creep higher and higher. Now, I, I know, I know it, I'm telling you. So I don't know what the definition of insanity is, but I'm sure that we're getting close to that level of threshold of maybe we should try a different tactic, because if you know, according to the federal government, the only way to battle inflation is to raise interest rates higher to where people can't afford things. That's what they want to do. They want to slow down the economy, have you stop buying products, and that way they can level things off. They can get the economy back on track. It's, it has nothing to do, according to them, has nothing to do with government spending and the amount of money that government prints without any backing or how much money we actually spend or, I'm sorry, invest 
I use the air quotes there for our radio listeners, invest in the economy by printing it off and just injecting it in by creating that massive bubble that is the unsupported, unsubstantiated federal government and the Federal Reserve. It has nothing to do with that. It's only solely because you're buying too many goods and you're driving the market higher because they can't keep up with demand. That's the only reason. So therefore, we need to raise interest rates higher so that way you can't afford goods, so you stop buying things, so that way things begin to go downward and then everything will be happy hunky-dory. That is the one and singular only way that we get this economy back under control. So either it's going to be too expensive because you can't afford it because it's not there, or it's going to be too high and too expensive and you can't afford it because the Federal Reserve continues to raise the interest rates higher, which means, guess what? Things are more expensive. That means sales taxes are more. That means you're spending more money again on the same amount of goods or less goods, which is why we saw the economy move further down in the fourth quarter than what was originally expected. Don't need to go down that road on a Friday and bore you with all the details, but guess what? We are living it, baby. We have officially hit the definition of insanity well beyond the five or six or seven different times we've done interest rate hikes over the last two years. It doesn't really matter, though, because, honestly, China owns our economy, doesn't it? I mean, don't they? (laughs) What's trending today? Let's do our what's trending story of the day. China really owns us already economically. I mean, they're buying off our debt. They're loving buying off of our debt. And then they're buying off our, apparently, agricultural land as well and putting balloons up in the air. And then we don't shoot them down. We'll shoot down kids' drone balloons. We'll shoot down our own weather balloons from Noah, but we won't shoot them down from China. And anyway, oh, man, what a mess. I do want to bring up China, though, because there is a deeper issue here that we have officially hit. We've hit it. It's not it's going to happen. It could potentially happen down the road. It's a theoretical at some point. No, no, it's here. And now we have to figure out what to do about it, because the Democrats are cheering and saying they've already accomplished their goals. So, first off, as you know, China has what they call the social credit score. It's been a big topic of conversation on many shows, including this one. The social credit score essentially meaning you can't buy your flights to travel anywhere. You can't travel outside of your area. You can't get certain items. You can't even get, like, internet. You can't get food. You can't get, you know, your bus passes. You can't do anything unless you have a proper social credit, meaning you have to do what the government tells you to do. I'm here to tell you today... It's here. It's not coming here. It's not on the way. It's officially here. And it's coming in the um, in the name of wokeness and identity politics. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. We tried to tell you. And while people are frustrated, they we realize that it's already here. According to Fox News, Joe Biden signed the executive order for artificial intelligence. Andy, what does that have to do with wokeness and identity politics? Nowadays, apparently, the even the government is not woke enough for the social programs that we send out. Now, as you know, if we send out, let's say, emergency response, kind of a topic of uh, conversation for the last few weeks with the train derailment in Ohio, the emergency response from FEMA and from the EPA kind of lagging a little bit. Why? Because it happened in a rural Ohio, small-town America where they don't give a flip about. So they would rather send it to places where there are large minority communities because that way we're taking care of the underserved communities. Now, I'm all about taking care of everybody, so it shouldn't be about one race or another, one culture or another in any way, shape, or form. It should be about, hey, we're Americans, and if there's an issue, we should probably take care of the American people. But there's a new executive order that was signed to create a woke, and yes, I mean a woke, artificial intelligence. Now, look, 
we're at the very precipice of AI. We have Siri on your phone, which I apologize if your phone just went off, where you can ask it basic questions, and it just regurgitates what it can find by scanning the interweb at a very fast rate. You have Bing now with Microsoft that has the most advanced AI that apparently is becoming a big thing. It's now open to the public where you can download the app, and you can have a full-on conversation with the AI after they had to reset it and wipe it clean because it was starting to learn and talk about ways to eliminate humanity and start viruses and spread them into the population and so on and so forth. Not a big deal. It's only Terminator or Terminator 2 Judgment Day from all the way back when. Remember, Hollywood's not about entertainment, but it's really about what's to come in the future. Trying to condition you for it. Well, now we have an artificial intelligence in the federal government with AI as they are promoting. This is the executive order promoting, quote, racial division and discrimination, where the order directs all federal agencies to establish a yearly equity action plan aimed at helping underserved communities. Meaning that the executive order signed means now there's going to be, or soon to be, a massive AI unit that controls a lot of the departments. We're going from Congress holding the power of the different agencies and deciding what to do with money and what to do with this issue or that issue, and then them pawning it off to the fourth branch of government now that is the departments and agencies, and now the fourth branch of government that is the departments and agencies pawning off their duties on priority of funding or projects to AI where they're going to decide the project priority list for funding of infrastructure plans or uh, WIC programs or Medicare and Medicaid programs, or Social Security funding from the federal government, or if there is an emergency, some type of FEMA or EPA emergency priority list, and where the funding goes based on how many check marks and keywords you have in the system that is the woke AI looking at the, quote, underserved communities or the equity that you have. Meaning, we now have a federal government that is run by AI that is going to decide on the priority of how it takes care of its citizens based on how many checkboxes you make with the identity box checks. If you're a woman, if you're of certain minority descent, if you're part of the LGBTQ community, if you're part of the whatever other community that they try to divide you in, you're going to have certain check marks under this new social credit score. And that AI government entity is going to decide whether you get the priority of the funding for certain programs if you have the most amount of boxes checked. And if you don't, sucks to be you. Government, you're going to be put down on the bottom of the priority list for the federal government. Now, it's already been happening, but by the consciousness of a human deciding, well, you know what? Sorry, East Palestine, Ohio. You guys are a bunch of blue-collar workers in a small rural community. You're not that big of a priority, but sorry, we need to fund things like education in Chicago that has 55 schools already with all of the money of education there going into it at a zero proficiency rate for reading and math makes all the sense in the world, right? So my question is when this starts getting implemented, if there are, let's talk about education, low education scores and we need more funding or more programs for these certain ones. Do you put the money in Chicago where we have 55 schools with zero proficiency or do you put them in a place because that's predominantly, let's just, do the generalization here where they say, oh, those those are the low, low, poor income level minority individuals of the black community. Or do we go to San Francisco and Chinatown where maybe they have low proficiencies? I'm wondering which box they're going to check is the priority based on who's in power at the time to put that algorithm into the AI to make that decision for us. 
This is real. This is crazy. Political influencers and tech experts on Twitter are all condemning the initiative as a moral hazard as they talk about the concerns. Here's what the actual uh, executive order says in Section 4, embedding equity into government-wide processes. Oh, yes. The director of the OMB shall consider opportunities to review and update internal processes, directives, and government-wide guidance to support equitable decision-making, promote equitable deployment of financial and technological assistance, and assist agencies in advancing equity as appropriate and wherever possible. Wherever possible. Meaning, all of these, if you call up the IRS and you have problems with your taxes, are you black? Are you gay? Oh, then you'll get to the top of the list. If not, then, sorry, you're going to have to wait at the bottom. Part B, when designing developing, acquiring, and using artificial intelligence and automated systems in the federal government, agencies shall do so consistent with applicable law in a manner that advances equity. Everything they do from designing federal government programs to developing government programs to acquiring government programs to spending on government programs and using the artificial intelligence and automated systems with the federal government programs We're going to be promoting equity. The government has now implemented an AI that sets the standards for you being a particular level of specialty to get priority, a.k.a. a social credit score based on the wokeness that they want you to be involved with. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright of his welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. What's up? If it's the first time you listen to the show, then what the hell's taking you so long? Welcome aboard. Welcome to the family and welcome to becoming a Hoosier holic. You know you're going to get addicted to this show, which, by the way, if you want to be addicted to the program, you can visit the website, HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R. No I in Hoosier. Stop it. H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. You can also find all of our social media as well, at Hoosier Reason on all of our social media sites. Also want to tell you about my friends at Opslens, O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com. Opslens.com. They have their website, their app, all of their social media, which we do our video streaming with, and we appreciate them and love them to death on their Facebook and the Tweety and the YouTube and the Twitch.tv and the Getter. Uh, The Getter has been huge lately. A lot of people jumping on that one. And they have a new feature on their website. If you go to OpsLens.com, which I highly recommend you do, they now have the World View. Now, let me tell you, I'm starting to use this for some of my show prep on the program to see what's really going on because our mainstream media does not tell you the entire story. There are media outlets all over the world that actually give you a way better description of things even going on here in the United States. Uh, No matter what your topic is, what things you enjoy, what interests uh, you may have with different pieces of news, whether it's Second Amendment issues, uh, tax issues like we like to talk about on the program quite a bit, uh, government funding, social programs, uh, international conflicts, whatever – You can type it in, you can have those keywords, and any type of news story will pop up from all over the world, from news articles to blogs to stories to whatever. It's awesome. 
It's unbiased and from both sides of the aisle. It's just whatever pops up so you can weed, uh, read through it. Uh, you can weed through what's right and what's wrong, and then you can figure out what you like or what you don't like, and you can pick it all out. It's Opslens World View. It's free for five days, and if you use the promo code of VOR, the show, Voice of Reason, VOR10, type it in. You get 10% off on your subscription on a monthly basis. It's awesome. We appreciate that. And just let them know you heard it right here on The Voice of Reason by using that promo code VOR10. You also get that five days free trial as well where you can get signed up and any type of information you want will be right at your fingertips. It is revitalizing and just creating an entirely new way of you staying informed with what's going on in the world. VOR10 is the promo code at opslens.com. So we have the AI right now, which we're going to need some things like the worldview and what's going on in the world because we have an AI right now that's going to be implemented at the federal level that is going to be using equity. I saw a comment from uh, online of what is equity. It's a great question, and I love that question, so thank you for asking it because equity literally means that you're giving yourself up, and I hope you're listening, Democrats. I really hope you're listening. Equity literally means that you are allowing the government to decide how much value you have in society. Now, I thought we were against slavery. I thought we were against selling people and buying people at a certain value. I thought we were against that. In fact, that's what the whole quote-unquote woke community was fighting against, right? Was getting rid of that because you can't put a price tag on individuals because they're a human being. But by saying that you support the equity in government, that literally means equity means that you have a certain value. Who sets that value? It's whoever's deciding what the equity is. Right now, it's the government who's setting that equity value, meaning you are allowing the government to give you a value in society. And then, based on the level of equity that you have, the government will decide based on this new woke AI system that's already signed in order by executive order from Joe Biden. It's already signed. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in the future. It's already done. Boom. It's over. Based on that system, you will get services from the government based on the equity the government deems you to have. And you know in the wokeness society that we have, if you're a certain minority descent, if you're a woman, if you're of the LGBTQ community or some flavor of that in some way, shape, or form, if you're a certain religion or lack thereof, then you'll be bumped up a little bit higher on that equity level. If you live in the inner cities compared to a rural community, you can guess which one's going to have the interests from the woke AI at the federal level based on your equity. Back after this here on The Voice of Reason for a Friday. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Multiple radio stations all over the place, plus TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. Always great to have you along for the ride today. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. We're going to step away from politics for just a little bit here. We'll get back to the whole AI wokeness coming out of the federal government which is kind of insane based on your equity it's essentially the social credit score it's here it's already here the democrats man they're loving it we did it we did it we did it Yay! 
Yeah. They got it done, baby, and that's what the executive order is from Joe Biden. We'll get back to that here in just a little bit. It is a Friday, though, and as you know, on Fridays, we like to shift gears a little bit, have an offbeat conversation, a little bit away from politics, regardless of whatever your political flavor may be, and have some interesting conversations of things that I'm interested in, whether it's music, whether it's religious or philosophical or whatever else that's going on. And as you know, I thought this was the perfect time to have this next guest on the program because now that the scare is, I guess, passed a little bit, but the concern that we've had over the last few weeks regarding uh, unidentified objects in the sky and the government shooting down kids' balloons and (laughs) some of the weird stuff that's going on. If you remember during that time when the government wasn't giving us any information, they said that they were not ruling out the objects, the UFOs, the UAPs, whatever the hell you want to call them, unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomenon, the new UFPs is what they tried to rebrand them as. They were not ruling out them being potentially ETs. I I know, I know. Which got a lot of people talking. Are they actual ETs or not? Which, you know what, regardless, even though they weren't, and we kind of knew they weren't once the government started talking about it in that sense, I'm glad that people were starting to talk about the issue. As you know, I've been wholeheartedly 100% believing in ETs, and I'm kind of frustrated. I have yet to see one. But by golly, it's going to happen one of these days. I know it. Uh, But I'm excited to have our next guest on the program with our latest in What's Trending. As What's Trending Today. As the story goes, he has been there. He's seen it as a UFO experiencer, as I don't even really know how to like set up this guest with the experience that he had, so I'm just going to bring him right on here. He's the author of the book UFO of God, the extraordinary true story of Chris Bledsoe. Chris is on the line with us here. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Andy. Good. Hey, thanks for having. Me. I am so excited to have you on the program. When I when I read the details of this book, I said I have to get this guy on to talk about this and. I'm just going to let you tell your story because I don't even know how to set this one up other than if I tried to say it to somebody else, they wouldn't believe me. So go ahead and tell us your story. What the heck is this book about and what happened to you? Well, um, of course, it's, it's a pretty long book, but uh, and it would take for two hours to tell it, but I'll try to condense it down and give you a little bit of all of it. But in uh, January of 2007, um, while fishing on the banks of the Cape Fear River with my son and three friends, um, I was what some people call abducted or taken for about four hours. And it, it ensued a manhunt. And long story short, it, it, it changed my life completely and everybody around me. I reported it to um, the this this uh, outlet called Mupon, which is the Mutual UFO Network, and right away they contacted me, and the rest is history. The government came, NASA was the first people to come, and uh, it, it, and to this day we're still uh, working with these agencies. This case is the most investigated case by government agencies official or non-official uh in history and it's still ongoing um still ongoing now this is being investigated by nasa by cia by different universities trying to figure out what the heck happened now when what this was 2007 correct that's correct interesting so so here's the thing It, it never quit 
it, it never stopped coming. There was times that it was, you know, lags in, in the interaction. But if you read the book, it, it tells a really detailed story of my family and how we were ostracized from the church. I was born and raised in the church. My wife's Pentecostal holiness. I was a deacon in the Pentecostal Holiness Church, and when I came back that night, I had suffered from Crohn's disease for uh, 17 and a half years. Mm -hmm. And when I came home, not in the shell, I was down on my, my, I was down. I I had gone through a near death. The 911, the the Twin Tower thing, me being in the building business, it, it just destroyed my company. I just was a victim of of that and mm. and here I was 46 years old and and worried about feeding my four little children and I wasn't fishing I had taken them down there but I was crying out to to the heavens lord uh, whoever's up there I was desperate thinking things I didn't like thinking I was just that low I just had a near death and long story short I walked away from them for just a few minutes up to, you know, we're down in the river bottom where it was wooded, and I walked back up to a cornfield the way we came in, and there were there were two 40-foot balls of fire, which reminds me of the chariots of fire you hear about in the Bible. But there were fire, and there were there were there were two there, and I turned to run, and before I could run, a third one appeared. And that rest is history. I, I I went walking back to the fire four hours later, thinking twenty minutes had passed. Wow! It but ended it up being four hours. Four hours, yes, sir. Four hours. So okay, so these forty foot balls or forty foot length balls of fire were floating in the air, and these were the these were the actual UFOs. Yes, they. Uh, in fact, they, they looked like the setting sun. It was five thirty, five twenty in the evening when I walked up there in January. So the sun was down behind the trees, and when I first saw it, I could only see one of them, uh, and I thought it was the sun. So I continued up this hill, getting closer to the field. I'm I'm coming up a path through the woods, and when I got where I could see a little wider view, there's a second one. And that's when I became really frightened. And I'm a commercial-rated pilot, um, and I knew right away it wasn't nothing that we had. And it sent fear through me like you can't imagine. Yeah. And I, I hit for a little while looking at it. I got down on my knees. I could keep the hill in front of me to hide myself. And after a few minutes, the fear overtook me, and I stood up to run, and I had to look back one more time. And when I looked back, it's when the third one just appeared above me, and, and when it came down, it was it was on me so quick, I had nowhere to go, and it just took me. It got you. Now, but you said, the, now you, sorry to interrupt. Now, you said that to, you had your son and your three friends fishing with you. Did they witness any of this? They did. They all did in the book it turned into the most frightening thing ever we left out of there when i got back to the fire where they were fishing my son was missing Mm. and i had to because he had gone on foot in the woods looking for his dad while these other guys one stayed at the fire and two took off in my truck and they rode everywhere trying to find me 
And keep in mind, I, I thought none of this, I thought 20 minutes had passed. Yeah. When I got back, Chris Jr. was missing. So I took off looking for him. And he had had an experience. And it's all in the book. And he was in shock. I got him back to the fire where the other three guys were standing. And about that time, uh, a whole group of uh, that looked like stars just started moving all of, above us, way up there. And three landed in front of us across the river about 75 yards away. And that's when pandemonium set in. We left from out of the river bottom, went up the way back out of there. And when we got back to where I had been earlier, these same two orange balls were still sitting in the same place. And the third one that appeared and took me is now sitting in the road, blocking our path going out of there. <laughs> and when I described it as about 45 to 50 foot long, shaped like a, an egg, sideways just over the road it turned and came at us and went over top of the truck well when i described that the government picked up on it and said bingo there's the tic tac that they were looking for they were they were in a, they were interacting with that thing off the coast of north carolina during those days 2004 5 6 mm. 7 all through and that's what really got them interested in us was that very detail. Wow. How long did they stick around and follow you over the truck? Uh, they, it was, it was a good 15 minutes, maybe 20 that we couldn't leave. We, we sat there looking at two hovering in the air, orange balls of fire. And then this glowing white, which originally it was an orange ball of fire, round like the sun. But now it's over the gr- over the road, about five foot off the ground, and uh, it was shaped sort of like an egg, and it was white, glowing like a welder's light, and uh, the the light was pulsating to where it, it was almost blinding, and suddenly it turns, it just pivots on the road and comes straight towards us, oh my. and when it went up over my truck, we were all looking out the windows and up through the sunroof at it. It was about, I don't know, I could have shot it with a slingshot, <laughs> and it hit. It was right there. I tell you what, Chris, hold, hold on to that thought. we got to take a hard break here. What a fascinating story, getting abducted for four hours, your son having an experience, and then them sticking around and following you and keeping you held up in the truck as they block the roads. We'll continue this, continue this conversation when we come back right around the corner here for a Friday here on The Voice this of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Freedom, common sense, rationale. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today for a Friday. Fascinating conversation. I could talk with this guy for hours about this. I can't not wait to read the book as well. It is UFO of God, the extraordinary true story of Chris Bledsoe, as he is one of the most uh, documented, most studied cases from the NASA, from the CIA, from other departments in the federal government, along with different universities, and what the heck going on there. And for those that may be missing, uh, missed the first part of it and just kind of summing this up here, uh, back in 2007, on the lake, 
fishing with the son with three friends gets abducted with three different balls of fire that are floating around the sky that are these ufos having being abducted for four hours curing by the way the illness with the chronic illness uh, that uh, Chris had and then being chased after as well and being blocked on the road by the trucks. And Chris, as we kind of, I got again, I could talk to you for hours about this, but we got a few minutes left here. So I got two questions left to ask you is number one, do you remember the encounter with the things that took you? Uh, I know you said that it felt like 20 minutes, but it was really four hours that you were gone. Do you remember interacting with them at all? Uh, they're very vague. Um, I, I have memories, but, you know, it's hard to say that because uh, when they block your memory, it's like incredibly hard to, to distinguish what's real or not. Right. Mm. But the big thing, Andy, that um, I think will will get a lot of attention here is that I'm able to. Uh, I, I shouldn't say I don't like to use my name or my say I because it's not about me, but. I film this stuff and interact with it in in a way <clears throat> in a way that got the government's attention to this day. In fact, um, it's pretty much every night I film it. So you I still have, have interaction. Verb. You still have uh, different things happen all around you. Oh yeah, all the time. In fact, if everybody stays tuned to the History Channel this summer. Uh, premiering in June is a brand new series. I can't say what it is, but it's coming out in June. They're featuring me on there and my children, which are grown kids now, but um, they may get to see some of that and a lot of it. It's changing people's lives. And that's why the government's still around because uh, we're doing things like experimenting. This is what's got their attention. Is I have a friend in Washington D.C. sitting near the Capitol, and he calls me, and uh, we begin to talk, and suddenly it appears over his head. Wow! And it's done. Spain. We're fixing to do it um, an experiment on a NATO base in Italy tomorrow afternoon. Um, but yeah, it's very much. Uh, it's something's going on. Hold on. So the, you're talking to me right now. I may have UFO floating right above my radio studio because I got to tell you, Chris, I have been dying. I've been waiting. I've been calling out. I've been asking for them to come out and I never see them. So I might get some action tonight. Then it sounds like <laughs> well, you can call me personally when you get home tonight and uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. There's a very good chance of it. Wow. The last and, question I have for you real quick, Chris, so we got about a minute and a half left here is what do you think? these are i mean obviously with the stories we've seen over the last couple of weeks of potential ufos i've heard anything from angels to demons to interdimensional beings in your opinion from them curing your illness from them being there what did it feel like was it obviously you had terror and fear at the beginning but what do you think they are i think they're angels that's just my personal opinion of course i don't want to influence anyone and the book will tell a story of of all this government interaction and healings that happened, that um, happened to people that are connected to the president. I mean, I was flown to Washington, D.C. to help a young child that was dying of mitochondrial DNA disease. He had a feeding tube. They said he'd not live to be 13. Hmm. And his mom's a doctor, his grandpa's a cardiologist, and they 
they put all their money and time and effort in trying to help this child. And they had the resources if anybody had them. One of the most prominent families in D.C. Well, they called me up to help them, and I ha- I was terrified. I had no clue. Yeah. I, I had no clue what to do, but they thought that maybe something could happen. And sure enough, he's a, he's going to be a junior in college this year. So. <laughs> wow. I love it. Chris, it is, it is an amazing story. I am so glad we're able to connect. I love this. We have to get you back on again to tell more about this. It is the book UFO of God, which you can find online, ufoofgod.com. Go check out the book. Go check it out on Amazon as well. It is Chris Bledsoe. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the program, my friend. Let's do this again soon. I would love to. You just call me. I will definitely give you a call, my friend. We, we may have to chat again here later this evening to uh, see if we can't generate any activity. I love it. Hang on the line. I appreciate that. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. We're back at it again on Monday to get back to the politics and the crazy of this world. I think I need to go with some of these other ETs because their world may be a little more sane. Until then, everybody, have a great weekend. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.